You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, episode 230 of The Press Zone podcast. Uh, Should mention we're a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network and a big thank you to our sponsors, DraftKings. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Amy Johnson. I am your host and the lead correspondent at the AHL Report. Uh, And I'm joined each and every week in the studio by my tremendous co-host. He's also our founder and editor-in-chief here at Rocket Sports. And he is the one and only Rick Stevens. How are you today, sir? I'm okay. Really? Yeah. You all right? Do you need something? Yeah, sure. What can you sound? You sound a little down in the dumps today. Well, listen, I I I thought it was a you know it's it's November 9th. It's yeah. hockey season. Yeah. And I thought it was a decent day. Um, yeah. Montreal has a high temperature today, twelve degrees. That's not bad for uh, November 9th. Uh, yeah. Family and friends in Winnipeg. It's seven there. They're expecting a huge dump of a big blizzard on the way. Nice. And but I look at your area and you got a twenty two going. <laughs> twenty two degrees Celsius, it's which in, se- it's seventy degrees here. Seventy two, seventy four in your area. We had a high of like forty eight last week and it's seventy today. And quite frankly, I hate it. Like Oh, that's too bad. I know. Oh, it's yeah, that's too- really too bad. <laughs> it's well but it's no like um we've we've had a hard frost here already. Um, it's been cold. The heat is on in the house. Yes, and it could be worse. The you could be in Winnipeg expecting 40 centimeters of snow this week. Well, and then I would bundle up with a nice hot cup of spiked hot cocoa and I would watch the snowfall. So you got a pretty easy explanation for that. Now have an explanation for this. What? Because the other What's thing, I thought, okay, getting ready for the show, I'll take a look at the fantasy hockey rate. You, you sound less down in the dumps and more grumpy now. Okay. <laughs> I thought, okay, I'll look at, at the All Habs 1, All Habs Fantasy Hockey League. Um, yeah, with all, you know, our Rocket Sports staff are involved and we've had some long... This is the league that's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And... Since 2009. Like I had that. a good week. Yeah. I had a good week. Yeah. 11-1-1. One, one. Nice. And so what's your problem? 
my 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 record is 35 12 and 5 721 721 winning percentage that's pretty spectacular uh, pretty, exactly it's better than the habs <laughs> well it's better yeah for sure <laughs> and i'm fourth place in our 12 person 12 team league fourth place of 75 points that, you you that must have, be there's you some have, really good people in front of you yeah like you you're in front of me <laughs> Yeah. You're right in front of me in third place uh -huh. with 64 points. I have 75. You have 64. Hmm. You're in third place. I'm in fourth. Who's doing the math there? Uh, well, I'm kind of leading my division. Jordan, so the commissioner. Maybe if you played in my division, I would have whooped your <laughs> ass a number of times already. And Jordan, the commissioner's son, ahead of me, 73 points. He has less points. Sadly, I, have I had. Sadly, I had to to pound him this week. Sorry, Jordan. And Shane, who we met at the draft. Shane Shane dealt me a big loss last week. Shane's 76 points. I'm one point behind him. And somehow, somehow I'm in fourth. You'll be in fourth place and you'll like it. <laughs> apparently. apparently. <laughs> All right, that's enough grumbling. Are you feel better now? No, but but we can go on. We can, <laughs> we can move on. on yeah, now. we can. Yeah. All I think right. So. Well, this is a special episode of the Press Zone today because guess what? Our Montreal listeners and our Philadelphia listeners reunited. Feels so good. Okay, I won't sing. I won't. Uh, but we have coming at you this week with just one combined, comprehensive episode of the Press Zone. Press-owned podcast this week. Why? Because Rocket Sports Media is a hopping place this week, uh, and quite frankly, will be next week as well. So for these two weeks only, we're coming at you with a combined single episode podcast instead of a separate Press-owned Montreal and Press-owned Philadelphia. So Habs fans, meet Flyers fans. Flyers fans, meet the Habs fan fans. Everybody play nice. Since you're singing, can you do Why Can't We Be, be Friends? You know that war song from... Why can't we be friends? Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's but. not going to... Yes. Well, it could. It could. So all of you be nice or Gritty's going to come out and throw cake in your face. So, and Gritty's 5K race was held this weekend and I, you could voluntarily line up on the course and just stand there and wait for Gritty to throw a cake in your face if you wanted. It was a very popular um, highlight of the event. Gritty UP throwdown. I would I would pay so much money for a gritty UP throwdown. Really? And gritty there it would be Carnage. Yes. Yeah. And I'd be sorry, Habs fans, but I would be there for it one hundred percent. Sorry, Yuppie. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> I would, you know. We got to get somebody on that. All right. We got to get somebody on that. Mate, well, who knows? We'll see what happens at the Is there an All-Star game? No, I guess I guess there's not cuz there's a Is there an All-Star game this year? An NHL one? Yeah. With the so. Olympic Well, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. remember. Next time Check there's the an All-Star game, we hopefully we all remember what happened Gritty's first year at the All-Star game when he went streaking. <laughs> No, I don't remember that. Thankfully, <laughs> naked, naked, gritty running through uh, the stadium. Um, yeah, that was fun. So, what we have for you today is kind of an old school version of the press zone. We're going to start in the first segment by talking a bit about the Canadians' 
AHL affiliate, the Laval Rocket, just quickly get you up to speed on what's happening with them in the last week. In the second segment, we'll switch gears over to the Flyers AHL affiliate, talk a little bit about the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, and also have to give a shout out in that segment to the Flyers Warriors, who hosted USA Hockey Warrior Classic Tournament this weekend, and uh, great news to tell you there. Then finally, in our third segment, we go around the AHL and beyond. We'll introduce you to this week's Player of the Week, introduce you to what is soon to be the AHL's 32nd franchise, uh, tell you a little bit about a fantastic fundraising initiative we're a part of right now, uh, introduce you to a brand new weekly column we are about to debut here uh, on on AHLReport.com, and then we're going to send you on your way and let you enjoy the balmy weather wherever you are, or if you're listening from Manitoba, the snow fort that you're going to build. Uh, Saturday, February 5th is the 2022 NHL All-Star Game in uh, Vegas. I'm going to call up one of our NHL contacts and tell them that there needs to be a gritty versus UB throwdown. You should do like a mascot tug of war. Like all of the Eastern Conference mascots versus all the Western Conference mascots. They did something like that. That I think that was in the NHL, but they, they did something like that. Well, they should do that in the NHL. And yes, carnage would ensue mm. anywhere Gritty's involved. All right. Let's talk first and foremost about the Laval Rocket. Um, and I should mention for our Habs fan listeners, uh, we're going to be light on the Montreal Canadiens news on the show today just because of the format today and, and the and the combined uh, the, the combined show that we're doing. However, fear not. Uh, the Canadians Connection podcast, which, uh, which uh, Rick hosts every Saturday with either myself or Chris G, uh, is coming at you a little early this week. Look for that tomorrow, which is Wednesday, uh, November 10th. There will be a special early week episode of Canadians Connection, which will cover you for all of that Canadians news that you're wanting to hear that we're not going to talk about today. You're going to get it tomorrow at CanadiansConnection.fm, so make sure you are following. Instead, here today, we're going to talk about the Laval Rocket. Um, they had a long week off last week. Um, we, we mentioned last week on the show, Rick, that... Um, Cole Caulfield uh, was sent down early in the week last week and everyone went, oh, my God. Um, But we also mentioned don't get too excited about it because they don't play all week until they go away on a road trip over the weekend. And so literally that's Cole Caulfield was in the AHL practicing all week last week before uh, and Matthias Norlander was sent down on a conditioning stint um, doing the same thing. And so... um, they traveled with the Laval Rocket over the weekend for a two-game road trip, first making uh, their first appearance in Syracuse on Saturday night. That's the first time they've been to Syracuse or even played the Syracuse Crunch since before the pandemic. Uh, and the same thing for their opponent on Sunday evening when they traveled just an hour east to Utica to take on the Comets, who are now, of course, an affiliate of the New Jersey Devils, no longer the Vancouver Canucks. Um, Rick, we'll start with Saturday night's game. Uh, This was, um, well, coming off of the week prior where uh, they had lost back-to-back games at home to the Rochester Americans. Um, They had a whole week off for practice, for rest, you name it. 
Um, now, Syracuse typically is a formidable opponent, no matter where they're at in the standings. Um, and it proved to be the case again. Doesn't help that former Habs prospects, uh, Charles Houdon and Gabriel Dumont, actually, well, he goes, Gabe. apparently goes by yeah, Gabe, Gabe Dumont in Syracuse, uh, are both in the lineup for Syracuse and, um, they still do what they did best. Uh, they, they know how to find the back of the net. They've got a nose for it. Um, Caden Primo in net. Cole Caulfield, Matthias Norland are both making their season debuts uh, with the Rocket. Um, and, uh, well, it didn't go so well. Uh, shout out four to nothing. Um, there was a whole lot of not a lot happening on the Rocket side of, of the ice. Uh, as I mentioned, Charles Sudan was, uh, was active Gabriel Dumont was active. There's, uh, you know, Syracuse always has, We Rick, we've talked about it. Tampa has a tremendous prospect development program uh, throughout, you know, the AHL into the NHL and their and their feeder program. And Benoit Gruel does a great job uh, developing prospects. And uh, they were, they were strong once again. Indeed they were. Uh, Rocket came out rather sluggish after their, um, week off, uh, just four shots in the first period, a little bit of paint peeling in the intermission, and they came out um, guns a-blazing in the second, mm-hmm. outshot uh, Syracuse 17-8, to eight, but um, it, it was, it was even though they outshot uh, Syracuse, it was Syracuse getting uh, the two goals in that middle frame and, and uh, put the stranglehold on the game and uh, and then cruised to the 4 nothing victory. Absolutely. So uh, that extended their losing streak to three games, um, which took them Sunday to Utica, where they were about to play, where they played the undefeated Utica Comets. Um, now... We're used to Utica being having a competitive team, but again, remember that's when the affiliate was with the Vancouver Canucks. That's when you know Thatcher Demko was was down in Utica, and guys that you see now excelling for Vancouver um, were in the building. The affiliation with the New Jersey Devils. Remember, this used to be the Binghamton Devils, and Binghamton has struggled in the standings over the last few seasons. Um, so. Uh, I don't know, new city, new management, new affiliation, I don't know, but the Utica Comets... New head coach. New head coach, uh, Kevin Deneen, whom whom Joel Bouchard uh, replaced in San Diego. Um, The Utica Comets coming into this game were undefeated and number one in the league on the power play and the penalty kill. So we're talking a strong team here. Uh, Michael McNiven getting the start in this game... Uh, because it was a, a less than 24-hour turnaround. Um, and it was looking a little dire. Um, through two periods of play in that game, Laval was not on the score sheet, um, getting really close to the nail-biter of they're not going to get blanked back-to-back, are they? Uh, but no, surely surely enough, a um, couple of goals found the back of, of Utica's net uh, behind Nico Dawes. Uh, in the third period, but Rick, the damage damage was already done, and they dropped this one. again. Four goals against this one was four to two. Have to say, Michael McNiven was strong in the net. He looked he looked good in net, um, but there just there was just there were breakdowns. There was Cole Caulfield had a had an errant pass that ended up in the back of the Laval net, uh, which wasn't great. Um, and 
yeah, now four game losing streak. It was um, Utica played played pretty strong. They're they're a hard working team. They're a pressure team. Um, they looked very good uh, throughout the game, but but certainly they had everything locked down uh, for the first two periods. Uh, two nothing after um, after uh, uh, forty minutes. Uh, a bit of a a fortunate bounce uh, in at the beginning of the third period. Uh, Laval on the power play. Uh, and brought it to within a goal, uh, but after that, it was uh, it was Utica showing how strong they are, uh, and and now Utica is um, they're at the top of the standings. They're the only team in the league with an unblemished record. There mm-hmm. are teams who have not lost in regulation, but uh, Utica is the only one who hasn't lost uh, <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> That's right. Um, and if you're, you're sorting by that winning percentage, as you should be this season because of the difference in, in games played, uh, they are at the top of the standings. It's a, uh, it's not exactly, I think the, the start, you know, we all remember that first game at Place Bell to open the season uh, that Friday night in mid-October, and uh, Laval came out and absolutely just put the hammer down on the Belleville Senators. Um, and I think with a whole new coaching staff and and the talent that was on the roster, I think I think fans had got very hyped for. Oh my gosh, this could you know coming off of, of the division winning, uh, a team last year, um, you know, things are, things are looking up. Um, and we've seen that there have been, I mean, even the very next day after that game, they then Belleville flipped the script and, and handed Laval a big loss, uh, in Belleville. And it's been like that throughout the season. It's been very, very up and down, but now they're caught in this, in this lengthy losing streak, uh, they come home now for three games where they will face the Belleville Senators on Wednesday night. Um, Plus Bell and, and the Rocket, of course, very much hyping up the tickets to that game so that uh, fans in Laval can see Cole Caulfield and Matthias Norlander up close in a game in the AHL for much less than you would pay to see them at the Bell Center. Um, and then Friday and Saturday, uh, the Bridgeport Islanders come to town. And they shut out the Rocket the last time they played them, when when the Rocket played them in Bridgeport. And then Utica comes to town on Saturday afternoon for a one o'clock matinee. So will Utica still be undefeated when they come to, vi- <laughs> come to visit on Saturday? We don't know yet. Um, but it's not exactly going to be uh, an easy week ahead for the Rocket. Um, Rick, you had noted as well that Ducharme has confirmed that Norlander, since he is just down on a conditioning stint, Norlander is going to play the game in Laval against Belleville on Wednesday night, but then will be recalled to Montreal directly after that. After Wednesday night's game, uh, he'll be recalled to to the Canadians. Uh, we remember, or or you should be reminded, that Norlander, Matthias Norlander, will play in Montreal this season, um, but he w- an option is not th- with the Laval Rocket. Otherwise, he'll go back to uh, Europe, um, and and uh, but he'll get some action. We expect um, uh, in the the NHL lineup uh, before that decision is made. As far as Cole Caulfield, um, he looked okay, I guess. Um, I if some fans or or many fans were expecting him to go go down and dominate. <laughs> 
still has not scored in the uh, NHL or AHL this season. He picked up a, an, assist an assist on that power play um, goal that uh, we talked about earlier. Uh, he's a minus four in two games, and uh, I think something that surprised me: uh, three, sh- uh, uh, six shots on goal in two games, just three shots on goal per game. Mm-hmm. Thought he might be shooting more, trying to uh, get that first goal, but hasn't happened yet. He's shooting, um, from what I could see, he was shooting, uh, not always, not always getting to the net. There was a lot of guys that were getting in his lane and, and blocking shots, and a lot of times just shooting wide. Uh, so we'll see if things can pick up for Cole Caulfield and, and there is no timetable on, on how long he will be with Laval. So we just kind of have to wait and see. Um, Norlander, I thought, looked comfortable. Um, and I like the fact that in both games, Norlander had some act, some very good scoring chances that he didn't hesitate to pull the trigger on, uh, had, has a very accurate shot and put it right on the goaltender uh, on more than one occasion. Uh, so I thought that was encouraging, and, and I look forward to seeing what he can do um, once, he's, once he's skating with the Canadians again. And uh, again, it'll either be Frölunda or the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, this season for him didn't look... Um, great in in uh, the preseason, uh, and uh, since then has been rehabbing a, a, an injury, and so this was his first regular season uh, action. We'll see how he looks once he gets up to the Canadians in their lineup. Mm-hmm. One last uh, piece of um, piece of business as far as roster transactions: uh, defenseman Terrence Amorosa, who has. Only played in a game or two uh, for the Laval Rocket this season. Uh, it was announced today that he has been assigned to the 12 VR Lions. So uh, he will be departing uh, and heading down to the ECHL for a bit. All right. We are going to take a uh, – well, and I should also mention, uh, so with Laval at home Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, of course, the AHL report team, as we do every night, will have a full game recap for you. After each of those games, our own Chris G will be in the building at Plus Bell at the press, in the press box, uh, either covering the game or and, – and each time uh, down uh, doing post-game interviews as well. So uh, be sure you're following at the AHL report on Twitter and bookmark AHLreport.com. We'll have all of the information you need for each of those games uh we are going to take a quick break when we come back on the other side we're going to do the same thing that we just did except we're going to talk about the lehigh valley phantoms for a little bit and see if they've gotten things going in their season uh that they've been struggling a bit so far so don't go anywhere we will be back right after this the nhl season is underway and DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down a dollar on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, You can find each of us on Twitter. You can find me at Flyers Rule. You can find Rick at All Habs. And you can find this podcast at The Press Zone. So make sure you're following all of those places. We want to make sure that you're always up to date on the latest that we're bringing you here from the AHL Report. Uh, in our first segment, of course, we heard uh, last week's update on the AHL's Laval Rocket. In this segment, we're just going to bring you up to speed on what's happening with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Um for all of you Flyers fans out there. Now the Flyers, you know, Rick, I have to say, and I know we said this last week on, on the press zone, Philadelphia, um, the Flyers have been really fun so far to watch Mm -hmm. this season. Uh, They are just kind of knocking it out of the park. Uh, This past weekend wasn't any different uh, finding success again. And Hey, remember when, you know, like uh, Flyers Twitter was divided on, whether or not Chuck Fletcher making the big trade for Rasmus uh, Ristolainen was going to work out or not uh, with how much it cost to get him. Um, and and we leaned kind of on the side of he's got a lot of potential. Let's, I you know, if he can find his game again, he could be a great addition uh, for the Flyers. And then if they can and if they can then re-sign him after that, that'd be great. And it's been a little kind of okay. Not a great start. Just okay for Risto. Uh, But he really started to make an impact on Saturday night. Uh, Probably played the best game that he has played as a flyer uh, to date. Uh, Really making an impact with his physicality. Uh, Just doing the right things at the right time. And I'm going to take that as a, as an encouraging sign uh, that he is really kind of settling in with Philadelphia and, and finding his game. So um, for Flyers fans, it's, as I said, it's been fun for Phantoms fans. Mm. Not so much. Uh, Phantoms still struggling, struggling, struggling. Um, we do know they finally got their first win of the season within the last uh, week or so, uh, which was a big relief, I think, for Ian LaPerriere and and his coaching staff and the rest of the Phantoms. Um, but would it be sustainable? Could they build on that? You know, there was a lot of times that you could hear different reports around saying LaPerriere was saying they're, they're, they're doing the right things. We're just not quite putting the pieces together. Or uh, even today, Elaine Vigneault uh, was asked about it. Um, and he said, you know, in his conversations with Lappy, the Lappy feels that they're very close to to really just everything kind of falling into place. Um, so it's not, you know, it hasn't been a great start. That's that's obvious. Um, but it's not time yet to hit the panic button. Um, and Rick, after they they went in the road and and played two games in Charlotte this weekend, 
uh, it was kind of like deja vu on on Saturday where they they played well in certain portions of the game and and even um you know were were able to get some some goals scored and things of that nature but but lost on Saturday ultimately in a in a very disappointing loss um but they came back on Sunday at early turnaround one o'clock game and they ended that road trip with a win and now they come home with another win in their pocket and I think they have to just take those small victories little by little and just kind of build on them it was um, well first just the the, the win uh, the win um, it was about a week ago against Wilkesbury Scranton uh, the Penguins um, I was watching that game and it was early third period and they it was uh, within the first five minutes of the third period they went up three nothing and um, I messaged you and said if they lose this <laughs> they're in trouble they're in big <laughs> yeah. trouble but they didn't they 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 locked it down in in the third period empty net goal Jerry Mayhew and and uh, it was a good solid shutout win over a you know over a rival and and that's what they need to do to um, to get things back on that because it just you know, it's it's been eating at their their minds. They've been close. They've been in overtime games. They've uh, they just hadn't been able to get that first win. Uh, but then to go on the road trip against Charlotte, and there was some, uh, you know, they've had some penalty trouble, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and it it was some good, some bad. But that's kind of as as everybody's getting used to each other as the, the the system and the coaching staff and the the players it's it's been a bit of up and down and that was that happened again on on uh, uh, this road trip it did so glad to see that they were able to um, get a win to to come home it was you know it was a good bus ride home <laughs> it wouldn't it would have been a very long drive back to Allentown from Charlotte if they had lo- dropped both of those games in Charlotte but but to end it on a win uh, was a very big deal. Um, and we'll see if they can build on that then this week. They they play a few games this week. They play at home. Uh, so we'll see if they're able to build on that. Um, unfortunately, one thing that is piling up are the injuries for the Phantoms. I'm just going to kind of run down the list. Uh, Phantoms broadcaster Bob Rotruck had, had actually tweeted out uh, yesterday kind of the the updated list of injuries for the Phantoms. Uh, Tyson Forrester actually sustained an injury in Saturday's game in Charlotte. He didn't play uh, on on the Sunday game, so that's kind of a question mark as to how serious uh, his injury is. Um, Maxime Sushko is also uh, injured. Uh, he didn't play Saturday or Sunday in Charlotte. On the defensive side, uh, Wyatt Wiley was injured in Wednesday's game against Wilkes-Barre. He didn't play over the weekend. Um, and Mason Millman and Lena Sandine were both injured uh, last, well, back in October playing in Hershey. They're still out. Uh, and, of course, uh, Kirill Ustamenko has been recalled from Reading because Sam Erson was injured at the end of October uh, in a game against Utica um, and hasn't played since. So it's, whew, it's been uh, mm. the injuries, like that's that's a lot of really significant, significant players. For, you know, Forrester, Sushko was starting to kind of heat up a little bit. Wyatt Wiley is always kind of a, a spark plug. Um, and to have Mason Millman and Lena Sandin out as well. Um, it's, it's a challenging time for, for the Phantoms and we just hope that they're able to come through and, um, 
keep the winning going. And if they can start to get that going, then then maybe things will start looking up. Um, want to make a note about a former Phantom who was a very popular uh, goaltender, Alex Lyon, of course, uh, in free agency over the summer, uh, did not come back to the organization, was instead picked up uh, by the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he's been playing in the AHL for their affiliate, the Chicago Wolves, uh, with Anti Ranta going out with injury over the weekend, um, which I thought... I noticed on Twitter, someone said, you know, he, he Ranta wasn't back for the third period. And someone mentioned, um, oddly enough, uh, they're playing in Sunrise, Florida, the e-bug, the emergency backup goaltender in the building, uh, for tonight is, um, Roberto Luongo. I would like to see that. I would have loved to have seen, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Lou have to come in, uh, in an emergency. Not that I want the Canes other goaltender to go down with an no, injury, no, no, no. but, but that would have been something. Anyway, uh, they are down a goaltender right now with Anti Ranta uh, out uh, for an unknown amount of time. And so just wanted to say congratulations. Alex Lyon got the recall uh, to Carolina. Uh, so he will be uh, he'll be serving in the backup role. And who knows, depending on how long uh, Anti Ranta will be out, we might see Alex Lyon uh, in an NHL game here very soon. Um. Something else to celebrate, Rick. We've talked quite often um, on this show about the Flyers-Warriors hockey team coached by uh, Flyers alumna, alumnus Brad Marsh. Um, we've had Brad on the show to talk about it, and we had mentioned that the Flyers-Warriors were honored with getting to host the USA Hockey Warrior Classic championship tournament this year. Uh, it was held this past weekend in South Jersey, uh, two different rinks, one of which, of course, was the Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees. Um, there are seven different tiers that that USA Hockey splits uh, the the national the, the various teams from from around the country into and and it's it's split into level of hockey experience and and level of ability uh, because remember each of the each of the warriors hockey players are uh, a veteran with with some form of disability um the flyers warriors have three tiers within their own organization um and all three Flyers Warriors teams won the championship for each of their tiers this weekend, including the USA Hockey Tier One National Championship. It's just absolutely tremendous. Well, it, it is. It's a it's a wonderful program. The, the nice thing is is that the entire Flyers organization is involved. Absolutely. And, um, you see um, uh, the 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 co chairman of uh, the the war uh, warrior classic Mark Howe, uh, Paul Holmgren, John Leclaire, uh, they were all there to to present the uh, championship banner, um, and even current members uh, of uh, of the Flyers uh, there as well. They were it was tremendous. You could see uh, Cam Atkinson showed up uh, during the first day of of uh, the tournament, and he chatted in the in the dressing room with the Flyers Warriors guys, presented them with a, a signed stick that said, thank you for your service, um, was was very at he, Nate Thompson, uh, Van Riemsdyk, and, and uh, even Chris Stewart, guys like that, very active on social media, kind of hyping up and promoting and, and cheering on uh, the Flyers Warriors on social media. But then they literally did it, Rick. I even sent you this video clip. I think um, Bill Meltzer might have even 
tweeted it out. You could see after practice, there were a whole slew of Flyers players uh, who stuck around at Skate Zone to watch uh, to to watch the Flyers Warriors guys play and win their championship, and they were acting pretty much like a bunch of Philadelphia Flyers fans. They're banging on the glass, they're jumping up and down. I mean, it was it was pretty tremendous to see the support. Absolutely. Uh, so congratulations to the Flyers Warriors. Uh, really, really great job. Um, they I, they really have I think become um, the the role model for what. Uh, each NHL team's uh, warrior franchise or warrior organization could be around the country if if more teams would get on board, uh, which which would be fantastic. It'd be great if every NHL team had their own warrior hockey team as well. So congratulations to them. Uh, we're going to take one last quick break here on the Press Zone. When we come back, we're going to tell you some AHL news. Uh, we've got a, a familiar face on the AHL Player of the Week, uh, and a brand new AHL franchise has been unveiled coming to the league uh, next season. And so uh, we are going to have all of that and more when we come back right after this. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com.
And welcome back once again to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, And don't forget, one more time, just want to make sure to remind you to follow us at the AHL Report, uh, where we have... Uh, news about the American Hockey League. We've got game recaps for the Laval Rocket, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, as well as in-game updates and tweets during those games. Uh, We've got uh, columns by, uh, as Rick always calls him, the AHL guru, Patrick Williams, who is uh, proudly part of our team uh, this year. Uh, All sorts of things. So you want to make sure that you're following at the AHL report And you have bookmarked AHLReport.com in your favorite browser so that you're always checking back to see what's new. Um, And this week, of course, we like to kick things off in this segment with uh, talking about the AHL's Player of the Week. And Rick, this is a name that uh, I think plenty of people know. Uh, it is <laughs> it is martin firk uh forward martin firk of the ontario rain selected as the player of the week this week um why you ask martin firk hasn't he been around what's 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 he done well you know maybe just put up 10 points in three games last week well that'll help you take over the scoring <laughs> lead uh, i think so <laughs> yeah uh 16 points uh eight goals eight assists Tied uh, points-wise, anyway, with Scott Perunovich. We've talked about him before with, mm-hmm. with uh, Springfield, Andrew Podorowski uh, with Chicago uh, in the third spot. Um, and, you know, there we th- this is going to change back and forth as uh, uh, it's it's a pretty tight race. The Oh, the top 10 is is uh, with all within five points of each other. So um, kind of fun this year that uh, there's been a... a, a a change uh, week to week as, as, and gives us the opportunity to talk about uh, other players in the league. That's right. Uh, and yeah, you know, Ferk has been around for a while. He was drafted back in 2012 by the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, he's played more than a hundred games in the NHL, uh, has 39 points in the NHL. So not a stranger to pro hockey. Uh, great to see that he is still uh, excelling at his game regardless of what league he's playing in. And uh, a big congratulations to Martin Burke, who has a very fun name. <laughs> um, fan favorite for sure. Well, he was a fan favorite in, in the queue when he played with uh, yeah. Halifax, Halifax Mooseheads. Very, very productive, very flashy, uh, but is, uh, is is quite comfortable where he is now in the AHL. Absolutely. Um this was a big piece of news this week. It's it's we've known for a while, of course, since the NHL got a new franchise in the Seattle Kraken. We knew that that likely was going to mean that there was going to be a new AHL franchise that was going to need to come into the league uh, to serve as an affiliate for the Seattle Kraken. Now this year, uh, they are sharing an affiliation. Don't forget, um, because they don't yet have a team and an arena for a team to play in uh, for themselves. But that is only for this season. Uh, it was revealed finally this past week. We knew uh, that uh, that the arena is, it broke it broke ground over the summer. Uh, it's being built in the, in the Coachella Valley area of California. Um, not Palm, it was originally going to be Palm Springs, but has, has moved locations now. Um, but what was the name going to be? You know, and it's the Seattle Kraken has been has been uh, 
very modern with their uh, approach to to branding their team. And so we kind of knew it would be it'd probably be something fun. Uh, and it has been announced that it, it will be the Coachella Valley Firebirds uh, with um, what I think is a very striking logo. Uh, I think their gear is going to look really, really nice. I can't wait to see what the jerseys are going to look like. Um, but it's very red and orange and uh, just really a very strong kind of fierce looking uh, firebird. And, and Rick, I think I, I think it's uh, it sounds like it's going to be a, a pretty exciting brand uh, for this new franchise. Good choice. Um, the only other Firebirds team that we know is uh, located in Flint in uh, the OHL. Um, so this is uh, the AHL's version of the Firebirds. Um, I watched the uh, the um, reveal and and the the uh, unveiling of of the logo, and they went into uh, long detail to to talk about the connections, the mythical, mythological, and spiritual connections between mm-hmm. the Kraken and the Firebird. The the um, the Kraken is you know looks after the sea, and and the uh, the Firebird. Um, rises out of the flames of the desert to to um, uh, control the air, um, and they made all kinds of connections with the logos, the same kind of bevels and mm-hmm. and style. There's even the the blue color that carries over the light blue from uh, the Kraken to the Firebird. Um, so they've they've gone out of their way uh, to to um, ensure that there's a, a connection between um, the Kraken and their AHL affiliate. Absolutely. They they actually also have a secondary logo. I believe it might be a shoulder design, um, which uh, features a, a palm tree with the same color scheme. Uh, obviously, for the area that they that they're located in, but the palm tree has nine fronds, which signifies the nine cities that make up the Coachella Valley. Uh, which I think is, you know, I'm 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 always a sucker for for graphic when when graphic design is done with intention and with purpose um, and with things that you might not think actually had a meaning. So uh, really, and t- like Lehigh Valley representing yeah. more than one um, a community, that's what they did here with uh, Coachella Valley. That's right. Um, so it's it's uh, it's it's exciting. Uh, we bringing a new, you know, the NHL got all of the excitement this year of bringing in a new franchise. The American League gets to do that uh, next year. Uh, and uh, they are slated to have their arena done sometime in the last quarter of 2022. Uh, so um, not sure how they're how they'll work that as far as the beginning of the of the season for that year. But We'll get to those logistics at some point for now. Uh, a big welcome to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Um, should mention, of course, uh, we talked about it last week, that the AHL has, of course, joined the NHL's initiative for Hockey Fights Cancer once again this year, uh, that uh, throughout the month of November and even in, into into the rest of the season, uh, there's more than 20 AHL teams who will participate in a Hockey Fights Cancer Awareness Night with the lavender jerseys and and things of that nature. Uh, Laval and Lehigh Valley both will be hosting their Hockey Fights Cancer uh, nights this month. Uh, the fan, uh, sorry, the Rockets is this Saturday um, on the 13th, and the Phantoms is Saturday, November 27th. Um, but Rick, more importantly, uh, well, I shouldn't say more importantly, just as importantly, uh, you know, you can go to hockeyfightscancer.com, make a donation there if you want, and, and support and raise awareness. 
But in addition to that, the Rocket Sports team also has their own November um, cancer awareness and, and campaign fundraising campaign initiative in the form of Movember, which is focused on prostate cancer awareness, men's health, uh, and, and things of that nature. And uh, mental health, too. Yes. We've been supporting uh, Movember, who um, they, they in turn uh, take all the money uh, that they raise and uh, fund uh, projects for men, men's health, as we said, both physical and mental health. Um, and, uh, so we do that a number of different ways, um, both uh, raising awareness and, and the fundraising. Um, there's a, a move challenge, which my goodness, our, our, our team <laughs> is, we have seven members, uh, of our, our, uh, writing team that are, are, uh, contributing and, uh, they are piling up the kilometers or miles. Um, I'm going to have to get on the horse this week. I'm, I'm, they're leaving me in the dust. <laughs> and even our, we've set a fundraising target of $500. Um, and, um, at, uh, what do we got? $200. So we're Great. 40% to our goal. And that's one third of the way through um, the month. So I think we're right on track uh, for our fundraising goal. And certainly, uh, as far as the, the fitness aspect, my goodness, um, as I said, there's lots of, what do we got? 203 kilometers from our uh, rocket sports team. Love it. If you would like to either uh, join our Rocket Sports fundraising team, or if you would like to make a donation, uh, you can do either of those things by just visiting our Rocket Sports Movember team page. And that is at moteam.co slash allhabs. Again, that's mo as in short for mustache, moteam.co slash allhabs all Habs, uh, and you can either add your uh, sign up for a free account on November and join our team and and start contributing uh, your fundraising efforts to to the Rocket Sports page. Uh, or if you'd like to make a donation, you can do that. Or even on that page, if if a donation is out of uh, reach for you this year, that is certainly understandable and nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, but there are social media buttons right on that page where you could even just share our Rocket Sports fundraising page on your favorite social media platform and just help spread awareness and encourage others to donate uh, as well. So we thank you. And we thank you to those of you who have already donated. We certainly appreciate uh, your generosity. Um, so upcoming features uh, on the AHL report this week, of course, as we've mentioned, uh, Laval and Lehigh Valley are both back on the ice a few times this week. We will have comprehensive coverage uh, for your favorite team at the AHL report. Um, should mention uh, for Laval Rocket fans who might be missing Michael Pizzetta who is currently on recall to the Montreal Canadiens. If you head over to allhabs.net, that is our NHL coverage of the Montreal Canadiens, headed up by Rick. That's allhabs.net. Uh, my friend and colleague, Mike Raschel, uh, in continuing his Habs player profiles uh, series, has done a feature profile on Michael Pizzetta that you'll find at allhabs.net. It's a great read. Uh, Mike Raschel, Rick, has been following 
uh, Pizzetta since his junior hockey days. Right back to the Sudbury Wolves, yeah. So he gives a tremendous uh, background uh, that you may not know mm-hmm. and how he carved, uh, how Pizzetta carved his path now to the NHL. That's right. So uh, be on the lookout out for that over at the at allhabs.net. But back on the AHL report, uh, two new feature, two features that you're going to want to watch out for this week. Of course, uh, since Patrick Williams is not on the show with us this week, that means that it is a week that his under review column will appear at ahlreport.com. That will come out tomorrow, Wednesday. Be on the lookout for that. It's a great week, uh, biweekly column that Patrick writes, uh, which is kind of just a, a collection of all of the really interesting, sometimes funny, uh, sometimes poignant things that he's heard or picked up uh, or learned of around the American Hockey League uh, over the past week or so. So look out for that under review with Patrick Williams coming out on Wednesday. Uh, And then actually today, Tuesday and every Tuesday, we are debuting a brand new uh, weekly column uh, called AHL Weekly. It's a collaboration between uh, one of our new contributors, Maria Boabdo, and myself, uh, where every Tuesday you will have a one-stop shopping for your American Hockey League news. You're going to get the latest league standings, league leaders, uh, suspensions that have been handed down for the past week, a uh, summary of all of the latest news uh, of around the AHL all in one place, ahlreport.com. Look for it every Tuesday. It's called AHL Weekly, and it will be out and debuting very soon on this Tuesday. Uh, And I think that covers it, Rick. Wow. (laughs) As you can see, that's why we're doing one combined condensed show today (laughs) instead of two. We've got a lot going on at the AHL Report. Um, But we want to say thank you to everyone. Uh, Also want to say uh, for our U.S. listeners, a big thank you to your service for all of our veterans out there as we celebrate Veterans Day uh, this week. Thank you so much for your service. Uh, and Rick, for our Canadian listeners, uh, just uh, sending our thanks to all of those who have given the ultimate sacrifice uh, in their service to Canada as Remembrance Day comes up. Never forget. Uh, lest we forget is the motto. We'll never forget. Uh, and thank you all for uh, your service and, and those who have passed on, we have uh, in our memories. Absolutely. We wish you a very good week of hockey watching. It promises to be a good one, whether you're watching the NHL, the AHL, the ECHL, or junior and NCAA hockey. But we know one thing's for sure. We'll meet you right back here again next Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media. Thanks so much. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.